politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen fighting for our liberty to the one and only CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, here in the house, CR Podcast, Wednesday, August 4th. And folks, we are in dark, dangerous times with a government like a cornered snake getting very desperate, but as dangerous as ever. I started out this year saying this will be the pivotal year, whether we will live as free people anymore or be co-signed to despotism. And this is really true. We are, we are at a crossroads. They are more desperate, more illogical, more immoral, more illegal, more inhumane than ever before. The stuff they are doing, the blood libel they're engaging in, the strategies that they're doing to make us like lab rats, everything they are doing, they made the virus, they made it worse, they exacerbated, then they accuse us of, of being the problem when they're the ones that are creating the mutations, and we're going to discuss this. We have courts that are upside down, inside out. What is a fundamental right they crush? What's antithetical they, they uh, enshrine in the Constitution? Everything is in the 14th Amendment, except for what's actually in it. You have a right to someone else's country. You have a right to someone else's property, but you don't have the right to your own bodily autonomy, including with something that has been proven to have an enormous amount of side effects. They cut every corner around. The efficacy is in the toilet, and it doesn't last long-term, but while it wanes, it creates viral escape and antibody-dependent disease enhancement, and they are causing... To the extent there are problems with the virus, they are causing it. And then to, to the extent there are solutions like we had yesterday with Dr. Pierre Corey, unbelievable guy. I truly admire him. We could treat 99% of people outside the hospital from day one, vulnerable people especially, but really anyone prophylaxis. And they are censoring, demonizing, and often blocking our ability to even deal with that. These people are demonic. I'm going to continue promoting the quote from C.S. Lewis, until you get sick of it. I'm going to keep doing that. Of all tyrannies, the tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some time be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. And this is how you're seeing them turn on and off the spigot. They contradict themselves on every note. What they'll promote with the virus, when it comes to the vaccine, they'll do the opposite. In the courts, when it comes to fundamental rights for illegals that don't have them, they're all in. But for us, they go the other direction. COVID's a huge problem for us, not for BLM and illegals. See, malevolent people will sometimes be so much on a certain you know, agenda, they'll be consistent about it. These people are perfectly inconsistent in a way to torment us. Now, as we discuss the corrupt courts and the failed GOP strategy, it's important to talk about our sponsor today, Alliance Defending Freedom. They've been standing for religious liberty, a sanctity of life, freedom of speech, marriage, and parental rights in America's highest courts for years. And they really do so of no cost. You know, you have the ACLU representing every illegal alien, they get an injunction in courts in two seconds. Where do we turn when we need representation? Well, with family freedom and even basic biological reality under constant attack, ADF needs your support more than ever. If you go to adflegal.org slash CR, you can get a copy of their ebook titled Generational Wins. Uh, discover how you could help them fight for liberty today. And folks, really, I mean, this is a huge problem. We have nowhere to turn. Again, you go to adflegal.org slash CR as in conservative review, adflegal.org slash CR. Um, I've spent hours with uh, business owners that have nowhere to turn. They're shut down. They lose their life, their liberty, their property. And you know, we're like, oh my gosh, this can't be happening. There's got to be a lawsuit. And no, there's nowhere to go. Yet yesterday, a dirtbag George W. Bush appointee in Texas, federal judge, 
put a temporary injunction on Greg Abbott's uh, order to ground transportation to a halt for illegal aliens because of COVID. Now, really, it should be done always, but he figured he'd use COVID. And they're like, no, 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 it's the federal government. I want you guys to understand the malevolence of what's going on here in the courts. We all wondered to ourselves, what is the limit? What is the boundary of the power of a governor or a mayor to shout COVID and take away our rights? Is there any limit to their power? And we've been told, no, Jacobson, Dred Scott, they could do whatever they want to you. We resurrected Dred Scott. There's nothing they could do. They could force sterilize you, which is which is um, uh, Buck v. Bell, which came out of Jacobson. There's nothing they can't do to you. Oh, wow, okay. So well, when you have illegals from 100 countries during the summer spread in the southern latitudes, you'd think, hey, okay, so, you know, if COVID's everything, you could certainly shut down people that don't have a right to be here and broke into your country, right? Nope. Suddenly they find religion. We have now finally found a limit to COVID powers of a governor, illegal aliens. This is occurring at the same time that the Biden administration renewed the moratorium eviction. So you have a right to someone else's property, their rental, and not pay, and you could just shout COVID, oh, no, no, you can't evict them. Think about that. Business owners have no rights under the guise of CDC's COVID guidance, but illegals could break into the country, get standing in a second, and get an injunction. We are just strangers in our own land. And then at the same time, you have the Indiana judge and the Seventh Circuit affirming it. Three GOP appointees. Jacobson. Forced vaccination at a public college. But at the same time, you have a right in the public college to access as a man the girls' sports team. Oh, and and an Arkansas judge ruled, just like an Indiana judge did, that there's a right to endless extended unemployment. Even though the states have a vital interest because it's killing the states that they can't find labor because this is such a disincentive not to work. No, states, that's a right. You have the right to other people's money. You have the right to welfare. You have the right to the girls' sports team. You have the right to other people's rental. You have the right to break into this country and do whatever the hell you want, including during a time of COVID when an insane amount of them are actually testing positive and getting border agents sick. But you don't have the right to your own bodily autonomy. This is the summation of the court system four years after Trump supposedly appointed all of these judges, district, appellate, and Supreme Court. I wrote a book and warned about this years ago. I wrote a thesis one time, 11 reasons why just, quote, appointing better judges, appointing conservative judges is not going to change it, and you need to de-emphasize judicial supremacism. And I warned that the courts are never going to be there as supremacists to strike down their tyrannical policies, so we may as well at least have the autonomy in the red states to push the policies we want and evacuate. In the blue states, you're never going to have civil rights anyway, and you can't count on the courts, and we're finding that to be true. But now what we're finding is even if we succeed in getting red state politicians to finally do the right thing, then you have the federal courts come in, which is why the most important thing is to say no. We need a movement where they say, no, you do not have that power. If you don't do this, we don't have a country left. We have an invasion. Two million illegal aliens will come this year. Apprehended. God knows how many hundreds of thousands not caught. Gang members, sex offended, previously deported murderers, drug cartels. And yet, a judge could say, no, no, no. That's a federal thing. You can't get involved and start controlling illegal immigration. That's a federal thing. Really? See, that's kind of interesting because I'm old enough to remember throughout the Trump administration when they tried to fight back against the sanctuary states 
And New York, the state of New York, not just blocked ICE, but criminalized the cooperation with federal law enforcement. And the Second Circuit sided with New York. State could do whatever they want. Really? That's interesting. It's also interesting that a year ago, Greg Abbott, among many governors, put travel bans on fellow Americans in other states. He sent out state troopers on the, to block the roads leading in from Louisiana. Okay? As I noted, this is something that is so not up to the state that even when we didn't have a strong federal government, even under Articles of Confederation, Article 4, and then Article 4 of the U.S. Constitution adopted that provision, barred states from, from blocking people, regulating people coming in. In other words, even under the Articles, when states were very, very autonomous, they could regulate interstate uh, trade, but they could not regulate travel. Or, or, or like migration. If you're an American, you're an American. Even under the Articles of Confederation. Yet COVID was able to even violate the Articles of Confederation. But you better not keep out illegals. Oh, no, 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 no. That is a federal thing. So you regulate interstate travel. That's not interfering with the feds, the federal union, the federal sovereignty. But when the federal government is orchestrating an invasion and violating the rights of the state... They can't do anything about it. That's what I mean by C.S. Lewis's quote. By Robert Barron's, by accident a broken clock is right twice. They're so into a certain theme, either all state or all federal or all this or all COVID. So it will benefit us here and there. They have this system down to a science. That's the only science that actually is true, the political science. There is one rule in our modern day courts of Sodom and Gomorrah. They win, we lose. And they'll look at you with a with with a straight face while they're saying there's a there's a right to personal freedom and personal privacy to get a gay marriage, to get a this, to get the girls sports team, to have access to the opposite gender's bathroom. A Tennessee judge recently we talked about. But you don't have the right to not be forced to inject in your body it, it is utterly insane. By the way, you should know I am speaking to so many doctors that are pro-vaccine. They're very establishment, and they're like, holy hell, this thing is, is not what we thought. This is a big, big problem, this, this thing. And this, the censorship is just unbelievable. We are living in the night of fascism. This is absolutely Germany in the 1930s. I could have never imagined a scenario where you could have this much anarchy and this much tyranny at the same time, but the anarchy is part of the tyranny. Republicans lie to us for years. Better judges, better judges. You know, appointing better judges are like masks. It doesn't work. The ivermectin, the famotidine, the vitamin D, the zinc was militating against the premise of judicial supremacism, which we needed to do. I've warned and I've warned and I've warned and I've warned. Now, folks, one way to fight back against the censorship, and I mean this with all my heart, I fully endorse ExpressVPN. Um, the bottom line is nothing you do online, we've learned very painfully, is private. The reason why big tech has this power is because, um, I mean, just think about all the times you used Wi-Fi at, like, let's say, a coffee shop, a hotel. If you don't have ExpressVPN, every site you visit is logged by the admin of that network. And and by the way, that's true even when you're in, in incognito mode. And even your home internet provider can also see and record your browsing data. This is how they sell it to advertisers, aside from just the dangerous nature of the tracking and who knows where they can come come at you if you if you uh, talk bad about their uh, clot shots, but this is also how they make their money. Make your 
online activity private with ExpressVPN today. Again, this is not just an advertisement. This is part of the content of the show. I really mean this. Um, I'm sorry I didn't do it on mine sooner. It's very simple. Um, it's one click of a button. You could literally um, use up to five devices on the family plan. ExpressVPN.com slash conservative is the link. My link, again, is ExpressVPN.com slash conservative. You can get an extra three months off. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash conservative. So, folks, there's there's just so much to talk about, and I'm, I'm like, nervous that I can even get it in in, the, in our time constraints and my voice constraints because I'm losing my voice again. But it is truly unbelievable, the fascism that is taking place. It is truly unbelievable. You have an NIH director, the NIH director, telling parents to, to wear a mask at home near their children. These are really sick, sick people. Very sick people. So we know they lied about the lockdowns. We know they lied about the masks. We know that everything we did for a year to deal with this virus was not only a lie, not only had so much pain, not only destroyed civilization, mental health, continuity, families, friends, the economy, dreams. Small businesses are gone. All sucked into the cartel of big business and big government. But that epidemiologically, it prolonged and made the virus worse. Then they came with the vaccines. And right away I was like, are we going to trust the same people? But there was a part of me that just couldn't believe that they could massively inject the majority of the world with something that would be harmful and not even work. And I'm here to tell you there's increasing evidence that not only are there God knows how many side effects, short-term, long-term, that is not being recorded, but that it turns out it's worse than that. How could it be worse than that? What's worse than not being effective is having a period of waning antibodies that are effective enough to both create antibody-dependent disease enhancement and make it worse, but also create immune viral escape to constantly mutate it. Now, I'm not going to tell you it's worse and it should get less virulent, and I think it is, but it's at least more prolific and more durable, and it's going to keep going, and the more they vaccinate, the more it's going to do it, and it's a vicious cycle. And rather than the unvaccinated... uh, infecting the vaccinated, which can't happen because if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's the vaccinated that are screwing the unvaccinated by creating the immune escape. And then they do have, for the time being, greater protection against serious illness. Plenty of them are in the hospital, but that's going to wane and eventually it's going to go down to zero unless you get a booster and you rinse and repeat and start the same cycle. But they're screwing the people that are unvaccinated. Well, you say, well, they should get it too. But why should they get it when you have all these risks and it doesn't work? And they really should be getting the treatments, but most people don't know about it. Heck, they don't even know about the monoclonal antibodies. Which, you know, they're better than anything else Big Pharma's pushing. But they are very expensive. They are invasive. So people are naturally going to wait too long to get it. When you could just prophylax on things left and right. You look at what is going on. They created the virus man-made. Now they're tampering with it unnaturally by mass vaccinating in middle of a pandemic. And they're screwing with the virus. What should have been done, all roads lead to natural infection, natural immunity, And to treat it. Their own data is saying Delta and presumably it's going to keep happening with the mutations. You can't avoid it. It's very, um, very contagious. You can't avoid it. You're going to get it. You're going to get immunity if you survive it. 
The question is, are we going to give people an easy time with it? With known, easy, cheap prophylaxis and early treatment? Or are we going to engage in genocide? That is the choice. Not the false choice they're creating. Because again, the people that risked all the, you know, side effects of the shots, and we don't know how many, it's much more than we think, and they got it, they do have a temporary degree. They could get it, they could spread it, they could get flu-like symptoms, maybe even a little bit worse. They are in the hospital. It's funny, they're like, no, they're not getting it. Oh, yeah, they're getting it, but they're not spreading it. Oh, yeah, they're spreading left and right, but they're not in the hospital. Notice how the shoe drops. Now, the line is, yeah, they are in the hospital, but the duration, they get discharged quicker. That's the new line. But that actually proves our point. That's the half-baked thing. It's enough to protect them temporarily, but then it's going to wear off, and it's going to keep circulating thanks to the vaccination. But then, of course, it screws everyone else, and it screws everyone. The solution always was don't tamper with the virus. Boost the immune system so you could fly right through it. You're going to have to fly through the storm. You're going to get it anyway. It was a lie. Now we know you weren't going to avoid this. The good news is God's immunity, even to a man-made, manipulated bioweapon, is awesome. But unfortunately, because it is man-made... And it does bind very strongly to the ACE2 receptors for some people. It spawns a, you know, the thrombosis or the bad inflammation, uh, pulmonary inflammation with some people. You, you got to get them through it. And we have the solution. And the genocidal maniacs are blocking it. So let's unpack this. Let's, let's first go through the side effects of the shots that are being tamped down. And then... Um, Let's go through what's even worse than that, how epidemiologically, molecular, um, epidemiologically, it's making the virus worse. It's creating the, it's elongating it. It's making it more contagious. It's creating natural selection, all without giving people proper prophylaxis to deal with it. So I don't trust America's data. And I always look elsewhere, but our our own data is pretty bad too. But you go to the European data. So basically, there's something called um, Health Impact News has this. The European Database of Suspected Adverse Drug Reaction Reports. This is European Medicines Agency. Okay? It's called UDRA Vigilance. E-U-D-R-A Vigilance. Straight up. They are reporting 20,525 dead people from the virus. This is just what they could trace. And mind you, there's such an effort, such a stigma against reporting it. 20,000 deaths. 1.9 million injuries through July 31st. More than half of them serious. That is, folks... You could throw a denominator at me all you want, but in modern medicine, we have never voluntarily approved something for that, much less use that to market the hell out of it and shame the hell out of it, and then in many places now, downright mandating it. Started in New York now, and they're engaging in the Yellow Star segregation, the Nuremberg Laws, our very own Kristallnacht. That's what they're doing for something that is, and and this is with, remember, the information we get, the studies we get, the literature I cite so much on the the show from very established people that they're not right-wingers, they're not anti-vax, they're mainly people that have been promoting vaxes their entire life, and they're warning about this. You could imagine if we didn't have the censorship, the amount of smoke and fire we would see. It's exponentially greater, and this is what I want to point to you. Andy Bostom sent this to me early this morning. Very, very important. It is a German publication. So I'm gonna, what I'm going to read to you is, is I plugged it into Google Translate. I'm going to read to you that the Google Translate English. But it's erzablot.de. 
So I think it's A-E-R-Z-T-E-B-L-A-T-T dot D-E is the German publication. And I'm going to read this to you. Chief pathologist at the University of Heidelberg, Peter Schermacher. Chief pathologist at a prestigious university. He is a very respected guy. He himself got the shot. Very supportive of vaccines. He urges many more autopsies of vaccinated people. In addition to corona deaths, the corpses of people who die in connection with a vaccination would have to be examined more frequently, said Schermacher of the German Press Agency. The director of the Pathological Institute in Heidelberg even warns of a high number of unreported cases of vaccination deaths and complains the pathologists do not notice anything about most of the patients who die after and possibly from a vaccination. The doctor now wants to get to the bottom of the rare serious side effects of vaccination, such as cerebral, cere cerebral vein thrombosis and autoimmune diseases. The problem, and I just want to point out, it's not like this is coming out of left field. This was the problem with the animal trials of the very robust effort behind uh, the SARS-1 vaccines, which they scuttled. But anyway, the problem from his viewpoint, vaccinated people usually do not die under clinical observation like they do with COVID. The doctor examining the corpse does not establish a context with the vaccination, certifies a natural death, and the patient is buried. Or he certifies an unclear type of death, and the public prosecutor sees no third-party fault and releases the corpse for burial. And this is even among younger people. You could imagine that older people that they don't even suspect. In Baden-Württemberg, the pathologist therefore worked with public prosecutors, the police, and resident doctors, reports Schermacher. More than 40 people have already been autopsied who died within two weeks of being vaccinated. Schermacher assumes that 30 to 40% of them died from the vaccination. In his opinion, the frequency of fatal consequences of vaccination is underestimated. A politically explosive statement in times when vaccination campaign is losing momentum. The Delta variant is spreading rapidly and restrictions on non-vaccinated people are being discussed. Schermacher insists on his opinion. My colleagues are definitely wrong because they cannot assess the specific question competently. He does not want to spread panic and is by no means opposed to vaccination, says the professor, who says he himself and, and had himself vaccinated against corona. Vaccination is an essential part of the fight against the virus, he clarifies. They, they always have to say that, but you know when you speak to them privately, and I've personally experienced that with other doctors, there's more to it. But you have to weigh up the medical reasons for vaccination individually from his viewpoint the individual protection consideration is overlaid by the idea of rapid vaccination of society. The Federal Association of German Pathologists is also urging more autopsies of vaccinated people. This is the only way to exclude or prove connections between deaths and vaccination, says Johannes Freeman, head of the autopsy working group in the association. This is a big association. From his point of view, too little autopsies are carried out to speak of an unreported number. You don't know anything yet. But that's the point. It's not upon us to categorically prove this is happening. They have to rule it out if they're going to shove it on us. And not even mandate, but but certainly to, to, to just sell it to people. So one-sided. Folks, the Norwegian study I cited. Norwegian health, uh, public health, health of medicine or whatever it is. The big, big agency. It's, it's either a government or a quasi-government agency. They studied the first random 100 deaths in nursing homes after taking the vaccine. All cause. And up front, they believe 10% are likely. 10% is a massive number. Likely from it. And there's, you know, a few dozen more that they suspect might be. And they only ruled out about half that aren't. That's insane. This is utterly insane. I spoke to a doctor yesterday. He said just in his practice alone, they have two wives of the doctors that got vaccinated and lost babies. They were pregnant, vaccinated, and they lost babies in the fifth month which is extremely, extremely rare to have a miscarriage then at that stage. That's like the rarest time. This is so underreported, you know, because it's so hard to prove. And, and you have to sign an affidavit. You can get in big trouble. There's such a stigma. 
Open your eyes. These Republicans, they get up there and, and, and these conservative talkers, you have to get it. Dude, you have to be more nuanced about that. What's your risk level? Did you already have the virus? You got to be careful with that. But even for, here's the, here's the three factors. We don't know anymore the efficacy. We don't know the, long, the short-term and long-term effects. They're being stifled, but what we know is appalling. We don't know the epidemiological effects of immune escape and ADE. And more and more evidence is, is pointing to it. We know they're censoring natural immunity, which is so much more robust. So that's half the population right there that need a T-detect before you give it to them. And then, even for the people that didn't have prior infection, and they're old or immunocompromised. So, naturally, I'd want to say, yeah, get the vaccine and, and whatever. But the problem is that they themselves are admitting it's the least effective for them. So, once we have, then there's the censoring of, of, of ivermectin and, and all this other stuff. So, like... If we actually studied that and implemented that, we'd probably see we have a better strategy at less risk to deal with these people. Saying you're pro-vaccine in the abstract is crap. That has no bearings on, you know, the specifics of, of this time. Fat and calories are great at the right time and the right amount for the right people. But details matter. It's unbelievable. You know, I tweeted this at the Florida Department of Health. They put out, make sure you get vaccinated. Like, that's stupid. There's a circulating wave right now. A lot of people just got it. The worst thing you can do is give it to people that got it. Not only don't they need it, not only is it much less effective than natural immunity, but their system is primed with the spike, especially new infection. It, they get the most dangerous side effects. You, you, you. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you believe it in some sense. And then there's the danger of people getting the first dose, which makes them more vulnerable for about a week or two while it's circulating. You can't, you got to be more specific than that. I resent these conservative talkers that don't, I, I have, I, I've almost been working around the clock, reading papers, studying on the phone with numerous prestigious researchers working this issue. Do you think these dungholes who make $10 million while I'm sitting here, you know, as a, the poor schlepper, you, you think they put in a fraction of the time and effort I do and the continuity of observations of 17 months of this? No, they just mouth off. Bunch of idiots. Unbelievable. And, and, and uh, you know... Just want to want to get to this. This is from the Rockefeller Center of Research. Okay, the Rockefeller Center. Anti. This is a. I'm I'm not reading the study because you know this is just easier to more consumable. I'm reading News Medical Life Sciences. Uh, this is NewsMedical.net. Um, this is their write-up on the study. Antibody responses following SARS-CoV-2 infection more potent than vaccine-elicited ones. Okay, memory antibodies selected over time by natural infection have greater potency and breadth than antibodies elicited by vaccination, says Michael Neusenweig and colleagues. And they basically show that natural immunity works against all of the, all of the, um, you know, variants. And the memory B, it was, it was, it wasn't a T cell study; it was a memory B cell study. And they showed it works. And they showed, very interestingly, that those that got the vaccine, it gives about two to five months of developed B-cell immunity. The RBD is found in the viral spike protein that mediates the initial stage of the infection when attached to the host cells. Guess where the virus is mutating? It's mutating in the spike protein protein 
It's causing it to mutate. And, um, but they, they noted the boost stops after five months. Doesn't that sound eerily familiar? Okay. And they noted even a booster. They said boosting vaccinated individuals with currently available mRNA vaccines would produce a quantitative increase in plasma neutralizing activity, but not the qualitative advantage against variants obtained by the, the convalescent individuals. Okay? Now, they say by vaccinating convalescent people because they have to, again, put in, oh, vaccinated convalescent are better off than, you know, that, that's how they couched that natural infection is better, but there's no evidence based on what they're saying. You don't, you don't need, it's a straw man study. They're, they're saying, it, you know, it, they studied, is vaccinating naturally infected better than, than non-vaccinated? Well, it's a straw man. It's a false choice. What about plain natural infection? And also, of course, they didn't study the side effects, which are worse in, you know, if you already were convalescent. This is the Rockefeller Center. Okay, folks, this is jiving with everything we've seen. That it makes it worse. Remember, this vaccine is utter I don't want to use the word on air, but you know what I mean. And the reason it is, you could not have made a more pathetic vaccine than this. It has the worst of all worlds. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. It has the greatest risk and the least return. I am pro-vaccine. Okay? What a vaccine typically does is it gives you the full spectrum of exposure to the virus, but in a way that the thing is inert. Usually, in most most vaccines, it's inert. It's dead virus. So you get the best of all worlds. On the one hand, you don't have the risk of getting the toxin, but on the other hand, you have a very wide spectrum of, of immunity to the full pathogen that's designed to mimic natural infection. Of course, it's never going to be as good. Natural infection is always, always be the best, but that's how it is. Now, you go on to this, and again, I am not speaking out of turn here. This is the basic thing that no one could dispute. It just recognizes the spike protein. So it's extremely myopic. It's very limited on the one hand. But on the other hand... What it does do is live. The mRNA codes you to produce a real spike. Now, it's supposed to deal with it. But now we know a new study, 75% of it gets out of your arm and goes, God knows where in your body, God knows for how long. So you get the toxin, but you don't even get the immunity that's broad spectrum. And then you get the viral escape that it causes the thing to mutate around it, around the spike protein, So it's an idiot, dumb, stupid vaccine that creates a mutation around itself and then is impotent and can't even recognize it because it's such a tunnel vision. It doesn't have the broad memory B T-cell spectrum to recognize the mutations that this stupid, dumb thing actually created. And without it, we wouldn't have had it. But natural immunity still, still deals with it. Folks, Iceland. Okay? Let's talk about some evidence. Iceland has the third highest per capita rate of vaccinated. They have the greatest spike right now. Now, it's understandable during the winter for Iceland to get a greatest spike because for whatever reason, they haven't had much of it and they've kind of avoided it. So they have a low degree of immunity and it's going to get them. Okay? But how in the world is a northern an insanely northern latitude getting a Hope Simpson curve southern wave latitude that's greater than their winter spread. This is ADE. This is viral escape. It's not natural. The vaccine created it. Here's the problem. You look what's happening in the world in many parts of the country. And it's not just 50% efficacy. It's not 0% efficacy. It's negative. Think about this. Let's say the vaccine was 0% effective. 
None of us expected to see what we're seeing today. Just from the built-up immunity, we shouldn't be seeing this much spread. Let's say the herd immunity threshold is 80, 90, 100, which likely is at this point because of what we've done to it. But still, everyone agrees, basic um, epidemiology, the churn from 0 to 50 is much quicker than the churn from 50 to 100. In other words, even though you, know, you didn't reach herd immunity threshold, but it slows down because it, you know, it, it pings around and people already got it. It, it doesn't have as much to ping. It's, it, it's, it's a lot slower. We are getting the quickest, fastest spread we've ever seen all over the place. And then we're getting out-of-season spreads that are worse than a year ago when we had much less natural immunity and 0% vaccination. It makes no sense. So everyone's pissing on the South for saying, oh, they, they have low vaccination rates. It's, first of all, it's a lie. They're all relatively high compared to the world. Some states are lower than some of the northern states. But every state has 75 to 80% of seniors vaccinated and a substantial amount of middle-aged adults vaccinated, usually majority, sometimes a significant majority. Florida has a high vaccination rate, so that's just a myth. It's just downright wrong. They have a higher vaccination rate than California. And um, it's spreading like hell. Again, it's, it's it generally we're going to have fewer deaths. We're going to have a deep coupling. But it's bothering me. It doesn't make sense. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to echo panic porn. I'm just basic observation. They are surpassing. We, we expected a summer wave. But this is surpassing last year's wave with less, with, with greater natural immunity, greater percentage having had it, and an insane amount of vaccination no matter how you slice it. Even if it were 0% effective, we shouldn't be seeing this. Then you're having in the northern areas, it's not going to be as bad as the south, but wait until they get their seasonality. They're in for a rude awakening. But again, New York and New Jersey, I looked it up. New York and New Jersey. They have, they have four times the number of cases that they had this date in August last year. And, and you could do this with a lot of other states. And again, they have insane levels of vaccination. They really do have, in most parts of those states, pretty nice immunity because they've got the virus a lot. And I know the numbers aren't huge, but it is four times the amount of last year. Why? It makes no sense. It's out of season for the North. You go to San Francisco. Insane vaccination rate. It's above the 35th parallel. They're getting the greatest spread they ever got. Now, I know they, they have lower immunity than, than New York and New Jersey. They didn't, they didn't get it as much, kind of like Iceland. And, and, and we expected their, their turn would come. But folks, it's out of season. It's out of season. This is not what we would have expected from a place like that. This is not 0% efficacy. And it's not 0% efficacy. It will go down to it. It's what Dr. Gert von Bosch from Belgium warned about. And no one took him seriously. It's, you know, viral immune escape mixed with ADE. Enhanced dependent, uh, disease dependency uh, enhancement. Antibody disease enhancement. So you are having a degree, it's zero efficacy to stopping it. They totally, you could totally get it. It doesn't stop symptoms, doesn't stop very evident symptoms, but real critical illness, it's in the waning stage. That's it. See, everyone's like, Daniel, you can't deny there's some degree of efficacy. Of course there is. We never said there wasn't short-term efficacy. It's the risk that you're incurring and the side effects and the deaths and the debilitating things when there's so many better options for people with ivermectin and famotidine and things like that. And vitamin D and zinc, have they been taking that for 17 months? Like yours truly, I am taking it. And you should too for, for a host of other reasons. I used to always get these colds and it killed me because I, I use my voice so much. 
And since I've been taking vitamin D and zinc, sometimes I take quercetin. That's the Zelenko protocol. I never get colds. I used to get colds all the time. You know, when you have a baby, um, they they literally have perpetual congestion. And now we know why God did that on purpose, and it protects them. And they sneeze on you. They get in your they they face you. You know, I call it FaceTime. <laughs> you know, they have all their snot. And like, you know, I'm going and trying to get on TV and like I got my suit jacket on and, you know, she just like buries her face in it. And I, I don't get sick. This is the first time I, I don't, I'm not getting this stuff. You know, you get colds less often. And, and, and this stuff is very much antiviral and some of it's anti-inflammatory. But half-baked efficacy is exactly what leads to viral escape. It's a double-edged... Again, it's all coming together. This makes sense. Yes, generally speaking, the unvaccinated are worse off in this wave. But it's not their fault. Why should they have taken the risk? They should have been informed about the other options that are low risk. But it's the vaccinated who created it. They have a temporary partial efficacy. Dr. Vandenbosch, okay? Dr. Vandenbosch. This is a man who worked his whole life in vaccines. He worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation promoting the vaccine. He worked for Gavi, G-A-V-I, that's the big international cartel of vaccines. He was the vaccine man. Oh, an anti-vaxxer. What are you talking about? Robert Malone created mRNA. Um, Vandenbosch is one of the most prolific vaccinologists in the world. He worked for the very entities pushing this. And he was screaming, don't vaccinate in middle. You can't have, maybe, maybe choose some vulnerable people, but don't mass vaccinate universally. During a pandemic, you're going to make it worse. He said in March, there can be no doubt that continued mass vaccination campaigns will enable new, more infectious viral variants to become increasingly dominant and ultimately result in dramatic incline in new cases despite enhanced vaccine coverage rates. There can be no doubt either that this situation will soon lead to complete resistance of circulating variants to the current vaccines, which they're now saying the Lombada. There's a Reuters article saying it, 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 it doesn't, the vaccine doesn't work in a lab. So we thought they were lying about the variants because it sounded stupid but that point the panic pornographers are actually right but they created it we were thinking naturally but they're right i am concerned to about this virus now to a certain extent the good news is we have a way of dealing with it you boost the immune system you don't play with the virus you boost your body because this whole thing was an inflammatory reaction you know, it's amazing. I overheard a conversation. Um, no, sorry. I was having a conversation. This guy overheard me. I was telling someone about famotidine, Pepsid. And this guy just perked up and he said, I just got out of the hospital with cellulitis. That's an, in, that's an inflammatory you know, reaction. And they gave me famotidine. And no one in the hospital left at the doctor like, huh, you're using a farting medication. I'm, I'm just joking. You know, uh, 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 anti-gas, whatever, uh, anti-heartburn medication to treat cellulitis. Ha, ha, ha. No, it has great anti-inflammatory qualities that seem to work for this. And we try it with other things. Why have we not studied this with COVID? And it's a scandal. There's likely so many other things that could be cured by cheap repurposed drugs or mixture and cocktails that could create terrific things. But there is negative energy because it would bankrupt Big Pharma. This is the biggest genocidal scandal of our time. They're right about the virus because they created it and now they mutated it. All roads lead to natural infection, which you're going to get anyway thanks to these And all roads lead to prophylactic and early treatment. Every adult should treat it day one that you know it. And have this stuff already on your shelf. If you're vulnerable, 
I believe you should prophylax at least during a time when it appears it's spreading. That is the way to deal with it. Done. Now find me the Republican with that messaging. I can't find it. Uh, and, and again, I just scraped the surface. Uh, Von der Bosch has an insanely long um, paper he just put out on Trial Site News. Trial Site is good stuff, but unfortunately, they just went subscription model. So I did buy uh, $5 a month. Again, I'm not pitching it to you. I'm just saying it's behind a paywall. Um, and I'm combing through it. It is insane how prescient he was. The guy called that prediction. Do you know how bold it is to predict that months ago? But this is the one of the foremost vaccinologists of this generation. Um, you know, the Fox News Teletubbies and, and some of my colleagues are like, I don't think it's conservative to be anti-vax. I'm very pro-vax. You Dumbo, Teletubby Muppet, Dr. Corey, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Malone, and Vonderbush. These guys are as pro-vaccine their entire careers you can get. This is a very different vaccine under very different circumstances. Open your eyes. Open your brain. By the way, this is just a glimpse into how these phony idiots have been selling us out on every other policy issue in politics since the dawn of times, making the wrong arguments on every issue. They're just dummies. I mean, look, you want to be a DJ, that's fine. God bless you. You know, I'm, I'm not going to tell you I'm a talented entertainer and I have a great radio voice. I'm not going to tell you that. But I, I work hard and I try to study stuff and give over the best information, the best strategies, the best ideas as I can. And then I don't sit on my laurels. I try to use any influence I can get to talk to the lawmakers. You have today, Arkansas, the governor is pushing the repeal of the ban on mask mandates. I'm pushing them to go on offense and push early treatments like they did in Mexico City to hand out ivermectin at the testing facilities for anyone who tests positive. Nobody should be made to feel ashamed that it's their fault for not worrying about the virus and not being vaccinated. You didn't create the virus. You didn't mutate it. The ones offering maltreatment and blocking and censoring the only good treatment are the ones who created it. So you shouldn't have to be forced into this false choice of something that you really want to get the vaccine, but you're scared, rightfully because of problems, but you know, you're vulnerable to the virus that they made more prolific now and more binding, more durable, and it's going to keep happening. And what's their answer? Another booster. To keep the cycle of immune escape. It is undeniable, and we're seeing this. This is the story of Israel. And by the way, they're pissing on Florida. Do you know if you if you um extrapolate Israel's case numbers per population, like Florida, I think, is two and a half times larger in population than Israel, <clears throat> it's roughly on par. This is a country that that locked down like nobody, they masked like nobody, and they vaccinated like nobody. And they have the same case level per capita as Florida. Again, less people getting quite as sick. It does mutate. Mueller's ratchet still seems to be true that it's less deadly. But more people are getting sick from it and even younger from what I'm hearing. And that is not our fault. That is their fault. And folks, that's just the way it is. I got a lot more, but I'm out of breath, out of time till tomorrow. Share this show with everyone, and God bless you all.